0: Across the fruited plane, I, El Squirlo, here will talk about the latest developments here in the automotive world. You can call call us us here, right here, 800-888-888, or at elsquirlo at eib.no. So there have been quite a few advances over in Ford's lineup, quite a few brand new vehicles that are coming down the pipe work. Some are quite, quite fascinating, just looking at what they're possibly going to have on the automotive world. The one that seems the most out of place, though, and the one that needs to be talked about first, is this Ford EcoSport quite possibly an SUV that has no place in this world. Now, it is true that more and more vehicles are taking this kind of route, trying to be more of this SUV-style vehicle. But in the end, this already exists. All this is... Is just the Ford Focus hatchback. That's it. That is literally it. The Ford Focus is already small, it's already compact, it already makes you feel cramped just to be inside it. There is nothing that this future vehicle is going to provide, but it's going to exist. For seemingly no reason whatsoever And oh it's being marketed as the value vehicle for the for the new era It's already out there Is the edge not already enough of a value that just It just screams to me as something that has absolutely no place in its world, and it's already a duplicate several times over within the Ford lineup. Now, perhaps the price point will come in much lower, because when you look at the center console screen, it was clearly an afterthought. I have seen commercial trucks... With a much better console display than this one. Granted, it's big enough. But it just comes off as shoehorned in at the last minute. It just juts out to the dashboard and just sits there awkwardly. Like I went and took my iPad and just glued it in there. The EcoSport will be coming in more than likely late 2017, possibly early 2018. No details are given by Ford. But I, for one, am not looking forward to it. However, a more surprising thing to show up. is the return of the Ranger. The Ranger is a vehicle that was thought to have been lost. These are the small pickup trucks. And some people like them. Other people just figure, why not just go all the way? Why not just get a full-size especially since more and more full-size pickup trucks are just already much more fuel-efficient and almost as fuel-efficient as a lot of cars. But nope. The two-man Ranger pickup truck is returning. In 2019. Now there's no details, no real pictures up yet. And more than likely, if it's anything like the 2016 Raptor that was being pushed out, it won't show up until 2017. Or was it 2015 It showed up in 16? Regardless. I'm sure fans of the Ranger will absolutely love it. I personally just figure... If you want a pickup truck, why not just go all the way? The price points already on the F 150 and every other F 150 competitor is already has an excellent entry cost. It's not like back in the day where it would start at 30, 40 grand. But probably more baffling. is the return of the Ford Bronco in 2020. Now, of course, even less information is given about this legendary vehicle that has show- that has gotten quite the reputation back in the day. No one even knows if the Bronco is going to be as it once was. The Bronco is either a two to five person seater. That was it. And nobody knows if it's going to be the same size. Is it going to be a full-size SUV? What's it going to be? Nobody knows. But it's going to be something we are, of course, going to be taking a very, very close look at. And hopefully, it'll be something that'll live up to the legendary Bronco name. And something that also fits... In modern day America, though I want to go back to the to the Ranger for a bit, because this thing has existed in the past. It in fact, exists right now. I remember seeing on other shows. That the Ranger, in fact, was, is sold out of the country. It, in fact, is available out in Southern Africa right now. Though, oddly enough, if you look for, at a Ford Ranger in Southern Africa, you'll find the front end of it is a Ford Explorer, and the back end is a pickup truck that says the, that says the Ranger. It is absolutely baffling. That has decided to make a, make a return. But again, we will see. We're going to take an obscene profit timeout for a moment. When we get back, we need to talk about the joint team-up between NVIDIA and Packard, and what it means. Good afternoon, good evening, or it's Toy, I'm good already. This is actually Eagle Eyes on Tech. I am Eagle Falcon. It is, in fact, just me here. There is no squirrel that has dominated and taken over my outlet and has decided to talk about cars and trucks and anything of that nature. No. No, this is in fact my podcast and we are in fact going to talk about tech. So I promise you today, that's it for for April Fool's jokes from me until this evening. I will talk about other people's jokes though, but let's actually talk about something serious. Unfortunately today, regret the van could not be with me. He had an urgent emergency to take care of regarding his cat, and I hope the best for Regrets Cat. Which is a shame, because I did actually want him to be the co-host, as we have spent the entire week unfolding, and unboxing the internet privacy controversy. Which, the moment you actually do some digging, you find out that this is a whole lot of nothing, A whole lot of nothing, really. So, Joint Resolution 34 passed the Senate. It has also passed the House this last week. It is on its way to President Trump's desk. Joint Resolution 34... Is actually a very, 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 very short resolution, but one that is still very powerful. It undoes the rules that the FCC put in in the middle of last year and prevents the FCC from making such rules. Every tech outlet right now is losing their minds over this. We, in fact, talked about that last week. And now it's actually even expanding now that the House has passed it. A lot of people thought it wasn't going to pass the House because the House doesn't know what to do right now. So everyone is now claiming that your internet history is going to be up for sale and everything is going to be over and it's and it's and it's all the current administration's fault blah blah blah. Except it's not. Cuz contrary to popular belief, there are in fact currently 3, soon to be 2 rules and laws in effect that protect consumer data one is the FTCs regulations that already protects consumer data the only difference is that the cons is that the FTCs regulation does it on a priority basis so yes your browsing history is at the bottom of priorities whereas things like your social security number being transferred throughout the internet is at a much higher level of protection, whereas the FCC's was widespread. The other rule that was in that was in effect was at is actually already part of a law that was attached to a farming bill, and this was passed. Oh, I don't know. 12 years ago that in fact bars the sale of personal data from the is that ISPs can gather. That's already in effect. Now, there is an opt-out form from your ISPs involving gathering of data even though they legally can't do anything with it, if you want to make sure you're opted out of that and that you have another layer of security on top of everything else, you will find a description under underneath wherever you're watching this, unless you're watching it live, because we don't have it up yet, but everywhere else will have a link to an Imgur page that does have all the opt-out forms listed a lot of outlets are saying there are opt-out ways and they're hard to get they're not they really aren't so i want to review this the internet's not falling apart your browsing history is not up for sale and if these outlets really wanted to know they would probably just go to a hacker who has already acquired it by some other methods or as unjust man the chat said, Google already knows everything you've done because you use Google for everything. Now, can you all chill out and actually do some actual journalism instead of just Seeing something and then knee-jerk reaction and be irresponsible and just pump out fake news like this, because it's getting really, really obnoxious. While this is news, to start off your, your title with, well, this is BS Well You're not being a responsible journalist. And probably the worst and probably the worst ones of this? are certain outlets that are not only making light of this. They're also trying to fundraise off this. Those are the worst offenders. So, we got that out of the way. Can we stop freaking out? Can we return back to reality? That would be really, really helpful for my sanity. And everyone's sanity for that fact. And, unjust man, I know you didn't say. <laughs> I know you didn't say exactly that, but I'm not going to use the words pony porn in any sort of context. So, let's talk about the other biggest news that dropped this week, and that was. Confirmation that the Galaxy S8 does exist. That's right. Samsung has a new phone out and in theory it won't explode. Or, disasse- or disassemble itself. And the one thing they are pushing hard is a new gimmick name they're calling the Infinity Screen. Now, I'm not going to lie. I like the design of this phone. But I want to bring them down to reality for a minute. We have seen the Infinity Screen before. It is in fact just the screen they use on their current edge line of phones. It already exists. The only difference is that they didn't curve the edges. Well not the but the corners I mean. They didn't cor- they didn't curve the corners. But it's still pretty despite that. Despite the fact their gimmick has already existed as enhanced cameras we have the new feature called bixby in there apparently it has 360 and vr cable We're going to take a look at that phone camera real quick all right no it's just a standard phone it's just a st- standard camera. They made it look, though, as, as though there was a 360-degree camera in there, and there isn't. So their little description there is a little uh, deceiving, to say the least. So it comes shipped with Android Android and Nougat. Front camera is an 8-megapixel camera. Camera rear is a 12-megapixel I- OIS camera main camera has a flash battery is battery standby is three to four days talk time 29 to 33 hours depending on where you get the small or plus version battery type 3000 milliamp on the s8 3500 milliamp on the s8 plus 64 gigs of ram four gigs of or 64 gigs of storage four gigs of ram i'm sorry There is a micro SD card slot, 256 gigabytes inside, 802.11ac, Wi-Fi with NFC, Bluetooth 5, and it is a 4 plus 4 processor in there, 2.3, 3.5 gigahertz on the fast side, 1.9 on the slow side. The one part that's kind of fascinating is that the standard S8... Is a five point eight inch screen, which is bigger than it was before, but the S eight plus, the plus version, went down inside size. It's only a six point two inch. Before the S seven plus or the S7 edge was six point five inches. You're losing three inches there or around 0.3 inches. I'm not 3 inches. 0.3 inches. That can make a bit of a difference. Especially since I love the enormous size that my cur- that my current uh, phone has. I love that size. And I hope it stays. Now, one key now of course This means there's only edge versions of the phone. You can no longer get this phone with just a flat screen. There's going to be the curved edges. It is now mandatory. There's no way around it now. Which is a little disappointing. So let's move... Oh! Losing three inches on the cell... Yeah... Yeah, yeah, saying I was losing three inches was a bit, uh, there's a slip of the tongue. Don't worry about it. In any case, so let's talk about what Bixby is. Bixby is Samsung's new Siri competitor. They had Samsung voice. In fact, my smartwatch had sma- had, sa- had, keyword had, Samsung voice. Samsung voice was awful. So now Bixby replaces Samsung Voice and supposedly works. But those who got their hands on it said that it was awful. It was terrible. Samsung then counterpoints that with the whole point of Bixby was to learn from its mistakes. To get to know you better and therefore act better for you. So to learning AI, the more you you use Bixby, the better it is at understanding you and the way you talk. That's fine, except, um, how many people are going to get frustrated the first time they ask it, how do I get to work or get me directions to home? And it derps up, and they're just like, well, I am never using this feature again. And then just never use it again. Gone forever. Now, Bixby has a dedicated button on the S8, and it's only going to be on the S8 for now, on the side. One, A few important things to, to note. The home button is gone. You're now using virtual home buttons only. So where's the fingerprint reader that used to be on the S7? And then the S6? That is probably... The worst decision... That Samsung made on this. They put the fingerprint reader. Next to the camera. Literally right next to the camera on the back. So if you're reaching on the back of the phone. Trying to unlock it using the fingerprint sensor. There's about a 50-50 shot. You're going to miss it. And put your finger all over the lens of the camera. And smudge it up. Now, that's not that hard to deal Deal with. You just, you know, a little bit of Windex, just wipe off the smudge. You can get around it eventually, but it's still annoying. You could have put it anywhere else. Even other phones put it in, put, who put it on the back, put it, like, way below the camera. Like, towards the middle of the phone. And I still hate that design, but at least it's better than what Samsung did. Now, of course, there were plenty of other gimmicks announced as well. One of them is called Samsung DeX. Which is, again, another thing I wish Regret was here to talk about because he would lose his mind over this. And not in a good way. Samsung DeX is a way to dock the phone... Hook it up to a computer screen, keyboard, and mouse, and use your phone as a desktop. Using Android. You know Android, the unstable operating system for phones? Now you can enjoy a super unstable version of it for your desktop. Does anyone else notice the problem here? I'm not the only one, right? Yeah, it's a nice idea. Yeah, you can go be the powerhouse productivity. And whatnot. Okay, yeah, I can go bring my Word documents on the go. And whatever. And maybe it'll work. Maybe it will just decide to just not work. My phone's already on the charger deciding not to work. But here's the real bottom line. This already exists. This already exists in Windows Phone. If I wanted a phone to do this, that I was this much of a hardcore productivity expert, I would just get a Windows Phone. Just get it and be done with it. There, and then make sure whichever Windows Phone I get would have an in, would run on an Intel Atom, so when in the desktop form factor, it doesn't make my soul cry. Because unfortunately, ARM, although making exceptional progress, is not there yet when it comes to desktop performance. And no, Apple, your ARM processors aren't there yet either. They're getting closer. But it's not there yet. So. A for effort, though I'm not going to lie... Probably the coolest feature about this thing is the fact that the deck's little dock does have a built-in cooling fan. That is adorable. Although, granted... Using it to remotely access a virtual machine via via VDI—that's not the worst idea in the world. That might work. Let's move on, though. The S eight does introduce. God, it's so gimmicky it hurts. Facial recognition unlocking. The phone will scan your face and it can use your face to unlock the device. Look, well, I'll give you an A for effort on the idea, Mark, but uh, I'm going to be real honest, Samsung. No. I have little faith in the stability of Android as it is, which is a shame because I do love the flexibility of Android. But I can't wait... for someone with similar eyes to mine than mine to open up the phone or in fact unjust banana gets an a plus in the chat for probably the comment of the day the s8 camera unlock can be broken with a photo So unless this thing requires, like say, blink on command to unlock the phone, it's not going to work as a secure function. Just just stick to the fingerprint reader. This is a bad idea. Just just no. So The S8 is due to come out. Oh, when is it due to come out? I could go over the accessories. I could go over it all day, but let's be real honest, there is much more to do. You can find all the information you'd ever want over at samsung.com, and it's just going to be right there. Two-piece cover? That sounds awful. There is a keyboard cover, though. Battery packs, specs. I don't see a launch date, though. And I wish I thought about that now while I was bringing up my pages. In fact, I don't even see a price. Well, in any case, you know it's not going to be cheap. I'm willing to bet it's going to be close to an $800 phone or a $700 phone. I mean, it's going to—I mean, it's—it's it's the flagship phone for Samsung. It's going to be a top—it's going to be a top-dollar phone. And while it's got some neat features, it still bothers me that it's not much of a performance increase it's basically using last year's processors it's still using the the um the 4 plus 4 architecture from last year samsung also released a brand new gear 360 a 360 degree recording camera has evolved to let you record or broadcast in 4K. And while that's nice and all, once again, I must ask why. Why is it really this absolutely necessary to broadcast and record in 360 degrees? I mean, it could be neat. I can think of a few minor reasons, but there just isn't all that much of a demand. Oh, you're thinking for VR? You mean that gimmick that has already become becoming so gimmicky nobody wants it just like 3d that's basically where we're at right now with this sort of stuff it's a gimmick not too many people are all that interested at all And I hope that, God, I hope, (laughs) I hope Samsung doesn't throw this away. I really don't. They're given a second chance with this. That, after the Note 7 fiasco, everyone is glaring at Samsung, expecting them to screw up for something to explode for something to absolutely blow up I hope Samsung has done their homework because the moment anything goes wrong with any of this even if the even if it's something was something minor that nobody's going to use like the Gear 360 They're going to have problems. They're going to have major, major problems. All right, let's shift gears completely out of the Samsung world. Let's get a small update. A while back, we talked about the Windows 10 Creators Update. This was a Windows 10 update that brings a lot of new software. To Windows 10. Including 3D paint. That's actually the only one that that pops in my head. Off, off the top of my head. Was paint be, being able to do things in 3D. From the get go. Out of the box. MS Paint can paint in 3D. I believe it also gets an updated sound editor and movie editor. Don't quote me on that. Because honestly, these stories are not talking about what is in it, but they are talking about that this new big creators update is being pushed out on April 11th. The update will be accessible on April 5th. You might be able to at that time, search deep and beg the windows update system to give it to you but it's going to but reports are saying it's going to actually roll out automatically on April 11th be ready for it it is going to be an update that is going to be massive and require a lot of download time I personally can't wait to see what sort what sort of terrible abominations I can make in 3D in MS Paint, and I'm sure whatever regret the van would make in 3D is going to be infinitely better than mine because mine is going to look like a horrific scribble from an, from another dimension. So, now let's sh- let's shift gears again. Off to a story I didn't get a chance to get to last week. And that was Corsair deciding that, you know how we make the best sort of stuff for system builders? Yeah, forget that. We're going to build our own systems. And this is already getting to the point where it's becoming obnoxious. I mean first it was the bulldog which was a cute idea from Corsair. Now Corsair is building a pre-constructed Mac Pro clone. It's called the One from Corsair. And it's a decent rig. It's to, it's it's a square tower. It's very sleek looking. Draws air from the bottom. Exhaust from the top, also exhaust from the side, because of the way the radiators are built into it. And it's, it's no slouch. It starts with a Core i5 and goes all the way up to a 7700K Core i7, which is the best Core i7 you can get without going into server-level parts. It has has an SSD, as well as an extra HD for for extra storage. 16 gigabytes of RAM. And then starting at a a GTX 1070, all the way up to a GTX 1080 Ti for a graphics card. Now that's all well and good, but... the price very quickly gets absurd. Starting at $1,800 and going all the way up to $3,000. Um... Uh, Corsair, it's time to stop. This is cool and all. Don't get me wrong. I, I I love your design. It's good and all, but um, it's time to stop. Leave the system building to the system builders. All right. We we can build by ourselves. We can do it. We have the technology. Now I started talking about this while I teased it in our uh, in our little April Fool's intro with El Squirlo. But it actually isn't a joke. Actually, none of the stories I talked about during that joke were was a joke. The Bronco actually is coming back. So so is the Ford Ranger, so is the sport, the Eco Sport, whatever the heck that that freaking clone of the Ford Edge was. And Nvidia is teaming up with Packard. Now, if you don't know who PACCAR is, congratulations. You are not a truck nerd. PACCAR is a diesel engine company that owns three truck companies. Of which one of them I didn't even realize they owned until today. They own Kenworth. They own Peterbilt and they own DAF. If you've never heard of DAF, then you're not in Europe. But Peterbilt and Ken- Kenworth are two legendary truck names in the world of semis. Nvidia is teaming up with Packard to develop self-driving capabilities. Now, why NVIDIA? Why PACCAR? NVIDIA's already been working on this for a while. They've already developed custom chips specifically to do self-driving. To map out the area and to calculate in real time what a vehicle should do in order to self-drive. NVIDIA hasn't, to my knowledge, teamed up with any cars yet to do city driving. Nor has it really been tested fully. It's all been in virtual simulations right? for now. In the semi-truck world, there already pushing hard into the world of self-driving. In fact, the company, in fact, the parent company of Freightliner, which also owns Mercedes and also owns Western Star, already has a self-driving truck out there. In fact, their current trucks are semi-autonomous. They will drive between the lanes, they will maintain speed, And they'll drive on the highway fairly well. The only thing they won't do is turn without the driver telling it to do so. So the driver is still necessary. Volvo, of course, is working on it. That's going to eventually hit their trucks. Which then just leaves Peterbilt, Kenworth, and International Navistar. International Navistar doesn't seem to be doing anything with its life. It just seems to be a stick in the mud, just happy existing. Kenworth and Peterbilt, they're both obviously big legends in the world of semi-trucks. So why not team up with, with NVIDIA? Get out there and compete with Freightliner, and eventually with Volvo eventually going to come to a point where the, um, truck driver is just going to be planning the route. The truck's going to drive itself and all the driver's going to do is unload, load, and be there as a, be there in case anything goes wrong. Like someone crashes the truck or into it or, or catch it or anything. But as far as people saying that truck drivers aren't going to have a future, they're going to have a future. They're going to have a future for a long time. I've said that time and time again, and I still stand by that statement. The actual big rig truck drivers are definitely going to have a future. As self-driving cars evolve, you know who is less likely to have a future? Taxi drivers. Personnel transport. Couriers. Those are the drivers whose jobs are in danger. Let's shift gears out of the truck world, shall we? Here's something that uh, I was kind of surprised. I actually didn't even find out I found out about this firsthand. When I was going through my system. For those who don't know, when I do live stream games, I do what's called simulcasting. Simulcasting means that I that I record one thing and then it goes out to multiple outlets. In fact, right now we're broadcasting live on Spreaker, the actual podcasting system. And then we're also broadcasting live on Twitch, YouTube, Beam, Streamy, Hitbox, Daily Motion, and Bob Crush. I used to also stream on Azubu. But Azubu's page is no more. If you go to Azubu's page right now, you will find that Azubu says it is merging with Hitbox. They are now becoming one. So I figured, all figures, Hitbox bought out Azubu, Azubu was nothing, all right, the end. It's the other way around! Azubu, the nobody in the world of video game streaming, bought up Hitbox and is using Hitbox's name for themselves. Now, this guy, Dean Takahashi, The article, the writer of this article says one paragraph that instantly kind of makes him a fool. The esports broadcast network Azubu says it is requiring Europe's hitbox to bolster its global esports broadcast reach. The deal will create a stronger number two competitor to Twitch. (laughs) Number two to Twitch (laughs) To anyone who is even remotely paying attention To the world of live streaming Name the first thing that pops in your head And that's a bigger And that's closer to being a number two to Twitch Twitter is closer to being a number two competitor than Twitch. Oh, but Twitter doesn't live broadcast uh, eSports at all. They already have. They were in fact broadcasting Halo Finals on Twitter using Periscope. YouTube is also much closer ...to being a number two to Twitch. Azubu and Hitbox combined, I have only about 6,000 viewers total. I exaggerate that, but not by much. Just to just to show my own numbers, which admittedly my own numbers because I'm a small broadcaster doesn't say much. You wanna know how many people I have gotten who have viewed my content over Azubu and Hitbox combined over the last year? Seven. That's it. You can count them on your hands. Seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'll even take a look at the information right here. How many people are watching on Hitbox right now? Zero. Zip. Zilch. Nada. Twitter, YouTube, and even Facebook are in far better positions to be a number two competitor To Twitch, then what a Zubu and the Hitbox merger will be. For the record, the total view count currently, and actually, I don't even know what the total view count is right now, because I can't even see how many people are lis- are listening right now on Spreaker. That's actually something I can't even look at right now. Now, got a little bit of time. Let's just quickly run down all of the April Fool's jokes that got launched. I want to reiterate, everything I'm about to talk to is an April Fool's joke. None of it is real. Not a single one of what I'm about to talk about is real. Got it? You got me? Good. All right. Google is announcing mobile accessories for your Chromebook. For one, we have the Chromebook groupie stick. A giant pole that attaches to your Chromebook. And then with the push of a button on the stick, we'll take a picture of you and your group. It's like a selfie stick, but much bigger. Chrome cardboard a giant cardboard box you hold up to your head for a virtual reality experience. The Chromebook workout armband. now you too can attach your to- your Chromebook directly to your arm to help you work out. All of those sound like great ideas. So, that's all of the Google ones on for the for the Chrome. Now you move on to Maps. It is actually a re-release, but a very good one, admittedly. If you go to Google Maps right now, there is a button in the lower left-hand corner that will change whatever map you're looking at into a Pac-Man playboard. Go ahead, try it. It's a lot of fun. I was doing it yesterday. This was done back in 2015, but hey, I'm okay with it. Although the only the only difference nowadays is that in this one is that instead of it being a pack maps, it is now miss pack maps. This next one is a video. I'm going to play it. This is the Google Gnome. It's just the Google Home with a... It's just the Google Home with a red cone on its head. So you get the idea. It's just Google Home except for outside and... Yeah. It's a bit of a... It's a bit silly. Google Assistant does have a few little Easter eggs including Are You Going to Prank Me? And uh, April Foolproof are two Easter eggs. We also have Google Cloud puts a data center on Mars as one of their jokes. Google Wind, which is this little gem here. That's right, their joke is to take windmills and manipulate the weather, causing devastating effects over the ecosystem. And of course, the picture for Gen. and of course, the video for this shows everything going flying because of all the wind it's generating. It is definitely worth a watch. There's also the Google Bubble Wrap Keyboard. This one... This is a video I'd play it, but you have to see it. Because it... The whole thing is done in Japanese with subtitles. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But it doesn't translate well over audio only unless I actively translate it as well. It's also one that you have to see in order to comprehend what's going on. It's basically basically using bubble wrap as punch cards we also have Google Play for Pets this is one i actually haven't played i actually played the video yet not leaving the dog home alone I don't understand how these pets are using the phone without touching them. (laughs) <laughs> okay that was a nice little add on at the end that that was a that was actually adorable we also have haptic helpers google translate now understands the alien language from arrival and that's that's all of them there now unfortunately blizzard who is normally notorious For having a lot, and I mean a lot, of April Fool's jokes had nothing this year. They had a few little ones, but nothing really worth mentioning. NVIDIA, however, did have something. Yep. The Nvidia bot program. Every single terms of service agreement is glad that this isn't real. You can find that on at four at uh gforce. gforce.com/gtx-g-assist. I do highly recommend that for watching the full video. It's worth the watch. It's pretty good. In addition, Razer has launched its own home robot, the 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 Say So. I I'm not even sure how to add to that. It's it's the Razer robot with be, with a better attitude than Alexa or Google Home or Siri or any of them. It's such a treat. What else can you say? I do recommend taking a look at that. That's at RazerZone.com slash S-A-I-S-O or it's just at RazerZone.com results front page i do highly recommend taking a look at that even after it's done it's they did a lot of work in the video and it looks really good now last but not least we're gonna we're gonna close up today with think geek think geek every year does fake products and then let's then lets people try to vote and make some of them real They have a swear jar, they have the tentacuddle wrap, it looks like a tentacled sleeping bag, the bicycle horn of Gondor, we have the swim dusk, We have the Yas Catapult. The Hot Pocket Sleeping Bag. Not even sure what the Yas Catapult is. The Full Body Snake Temporary Tattoo. Where's Barb? T-Sports Team Jersey. And Shazam! The Movie. In fact, actually, these last two might actually just be real. Let me just take a look. Yeah, okay. Never mind, I lied. That one was definitely fake. The uh, Shazam the movie. Let me just make sure Team Jersey is also a fake. No, I think Team Jersey is actually real. Nope, that's actually real. Okay. Okay. So let's actually take a look at the ones that don't make sense. The swim desk is in fact a indoor pool with an area that will serve as your desk. So it's like a standing desk except you're swimming. And then, finally, the Yes Catapult is a cat plushie that, when it flies through the air, says, "Yes." Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. That's going to be all the time we have today. Thank you all for listening. You can catch me live on twitch.tv slash eagle underscore falcon. I will be back next week saturday at three o'clock central time and of course you can always watch my actual game streams at twitch.tv equals the underscore falcon take care everyone we'll see you next time